Hello everyone and welcome to this fifth episode of the Connectivity Podcast. I'm Matthias Fridström and I've spent the last 25 years inside the Connectivity community. In this pod, we invite guests to deep dive into one or many subjects to simply learn more about connectivity. And in this fifth episode, I'm extremely happy to have Sabine Sitterli from Akamai joining me. She's the VP and Head of Network Infrastructure in EMEA, and she has a long experience of this connectivity world. So, welcome, Sabine. Welcome, Sabine. Thank you, Matthias. It's a pleasure and honor to be with you today. Ah, great. (laughs) So, just tell us a bit about who you are. Who are you and, and where do you come from, really? Well, I'm coming from, uh, really, I mean, sometimes I'm getting asked uh, if uh, my only employer was basically um, Akamai, but it's not true. I actually started my career in 1997 at IBM Global Network Services. And um, in December 1998, at purchased that arm of IBM for $5 billion in cash. And just a fun fact. And back at that time, IBM Global Network Services had 1 million individual internet users in 59 countries. And just this morning, I was looking up on Statistica, um, almost um, 4.6 billion people were active internet users as of October 2020. So I personally found that uh, interesting. Um, Then in 2000, I needed a change, looking for a thrill. Um, And then Akamai actually uh, reached out and I was fascinated by their vision, technology and uh, smart uh, people. Um, And now I'm the head of network infrastructure at Akamai for Europe, Middle East and Africa. And we are responsible for building and maintaining the Akamai platform in Europe, Middle East and uh, Africa. Beyond that, um, I'm also wearing several other hats. Um, I'm being the member of the EMEA leadership team. I'm also the site leader of the Munich office um, and have various roles in diversity and uh, inclusion. Oh, that's great. For those people that have never heard about Akamai, you know, could you just give us a very short brief of what Akamai is doing? Oh, very short uh, brief. Uh, Maybe to go back when I started, um actually back at that time some former colleagues said uh, good luck for joining a startup or are you sure you want to take that risk um when i started i was responsible for signing up network relationships in central europe and uh, then often i had to hear like from which company are you calling akahu or is your name mrs ackerman uh, well that has certainly changed um to just put it very simple Akamai is the edge with um, a very large platform, which is the largest CDN cloud platform, 135,000 servers in 4,000 locations in 1,000 cities. And actually, again, I like uh, simplicity. And um, the, like, Akamai is basically where business life and private life is happening, where users connect. It's a digital life um, experience. Um, we secure and deliver digital experiences for the world's last, largest uh, companies. All right. Uh, that's, I think that's a good explanation, really. And I understand now that you've been there for about 20 years now. So 20 years at the edge, you know, what have you learned so far? Uh, I guess there's a lot of things, but, you know, the major takeaways. Oh, the major takeaways. Uh, um 
Actually, um, I got a similar question asked by my time uh, recently in one of the uh, town hall meetings. And uh, immediately I responded is that uh, be comfortable with the change and, and have patience. Um, let's just look how COVID-19 has transformed not only the digital, but also business and, and private life. Um, I think that we have to be okay with the changes. Um, if you like it or uh, don't like it, because change is coming your way. Um, anyways, um, the other thing I would say is don't uh, pretend to know everything as, as you can't. I mean, some people, they're also saying, well, Sabine, you're now two decades, 20 years with, with Akamai. You must know everything. Actually, I don't. I mean, every day I'm detecting new things um, to, to learn from. And um, as there's always pressure in the business and, and operations, um, the other point I would say is, I mean, I think that we are both non-native uh, English speakers. Um, sometimes I call it, called out that uh, um, where are you coming from and you, you're speaking good English. Um, and sometimes under pressure situations, that's also creating uh, challenges. But um, I think we just have to be okay that we are speaking one one lang language and trying to understand each other. Yeah. No, I think that's that's really good. Uh, we will come back a lot to about the networks and so stuff. But I also know that you're a very engaged person in, in this woman in tech. Uh, you're an ambassador of that sort of foundation. Or Can you explain more about that? Because I'm super curious about that. Um, yeah, I have actually several several roles. I mean, one of the roles is the amb ambassador for women in telco and, and tech. Um, I also had over the years created with two other women, the EMEA Women's Forum um, at Akamai. Um, I'm also part of the Akamai's executive uh, steering committee for diversity inclusion, um, created the um, Akamai EMEA Diversity Advisory Board, um, I'm also a big fan and, and, and mentoring. And um, I think that we are still not doing enough to bring the visibility um, to, to, together. So we still need to get many things changed in order to bring more diverse talent to um, support women in um, technology. I also can remember 20 years ago, um, it was very rare that actually in discussions um, I met uh, women um, at the table or also from um, a colleague um, per perspective. I mean, certainly that has changed. Um, the thinking is, is different. Um, the diversity of food um, is, is different depending on, on, on the culture and background and education you're, you're coming from. Um, so there's lots, uh, there's still lots of uh, debt um, we, we have to uh, work on. Mm -hmm. Because I, I think we have that problem in the industry and especially parts of our industry. The submarine cable part is, is a special one where we there is a complete lack of women almost. What do you think we can do? You know, how do how can we get more ladies interested in technology and, and dare to take the step into technology? Well, the first step um, is to actually hire more diverse uh, uh, talent, um, but it doesn't mean that it should be a blank check. I mean, in the end, um, the best talent uh, should uh, get uh, get positions. I mean, it still it will take many, many years until we can bring in more diverse uh, talent. And again, diversity is not only gender diversity, it's age diversity, cultural diversity, etc., and also cultural um, diversity. 
I mean, it starts with that we need to look for um, and, and make an effort to have inclusive uh, job um, descriptions. Um, there's uh, evidence and re research is um, usually men read uh, job um, offerings differently as, as women. Um, so we need to make an effort for diverse talent sourcing. And also the companies can, can do something. For example, at Akamai, we have the Akamai Technical Academy, uh, where we are looking for diverse talent with different kinds of backgrounds and then introduce them actually to the Akamai um, technology. Do you think we have enough role models in the industry or are we using them enough? You know, could we do something more there, you know? Uh, telling everyone that they are to do this. You know, there are others that have done this before. You are one of them. You, of course, you, you're a very successful woman <laughs> here. How can how can people copy your your career and your path? Um, I think it's very important that uh, um, the women and um, other people are just uh, uh, speaking up. I mean, what you and I are, are doing, it's uh, something I've I've uh, been. I've never done done before, and um, of course, first it took me a little while to think it through. Um, this, if, if if this is something I want to do, and I, I also can can do, I mean, that's a very point. Uh, I think a very important uh, point, also especially with with women, that we first think about is it something we can do? Whereby I think the guys they just say, yeah, let's get it done. Um, and yeah, I mean, we could have more role models uh, speaking up. Recently, I was at a panel um, at the um, Global Women in Tech and Telco um, Awards, and I was really amazed about uh, the other wonderful executive uh, women. And it was not only fun to exchange uh, food food for thoughts, but I also have been learning from from them. So I think that we also need to create forums for for women and also executive women to to exchange and also how do you deal with with family how to deal with um balancing time how to can i have a career and uh, a family can i have children and have a career path so these are big questions to 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 answer yeah do you feel you know you've worked now 20 years roughly you know have you seen any change there you know do you feel we are in going in the right direction or are we still a long way from the goal we are going certainly in, in, in the right um, direction. I think the question is really how fast we can drive um, the change change here. I mean, let me take the example. My daughter is now 13 years old. And uh, yeah, all my time I worked at, at Akamai. <laughs> she doesn't really know uh, me differently as, as, as a working mom. And just recently... I had a conversation with her and, and I mean, the bad consciousness is always traveling uh, with with me. And I, I was also when I was cleaning up things, finding letters from her and, and, and pictures. And she was really missing me when, when I was on, on, on travel. And I was talking to her um, how bad it actually was for her, for me being on, on travel. And then um, she said, actually, um, yeah, I want to become like you, mom. I want to become like like a, work, a working mom. And actually, it wasn't that bad. Yes, I missed you, but I also knew that that you were basically working. And honestly, that made me really very happy and and, and very proud. And um, I think that our children will understand 
if we work, if we if we have to to travel. And I think that we just uh, need to keep keep moving forward and also talk about uh, the, the subjects um, and uh, hot hot topics. Um, the other example I have for you, Matthias, is that um, being a member of the Akamai Emir Women's Forum, one of my male colleagues said, um, so Sabine, so why don't you as a group not also invite uh, the guys so that we better understand what, what are the challenges? So I think that we just jointly need to bring more awareness to the table. Yeah. Oh, that's a great story. I, th- I love that story with your daughter. That's really good. And I guess that's also the, the sort of travel stuff brings us into the next topic that we'll talk about. And that's, of course, COVID-19, because we don't travel anymore right now. So just as a curiosity, you know, how has COVID-19 impacted Akamai as a business? I think that uh, COVID-19, the pandemic situation is new for everyone we never had that before and i'm just trying to break it down there's several topics um future of work i mean it's how it's driving the change to even accelerate bringing business and private life um, as a digital um, experience and then also what does it mean for the internet uh, industry i mean at Akamai, um, we need to differentiate uh, when we are looking at uh, um, the colleagues, the employees. Um, we have essential functions who have to go to the office and might be exposed to um, um, the risk of the pandemic uh, uh, impact. Uh, we have our field technicians who need to build the platform. We need them out there at the data centers. And, and then we also have our em- employees um, and vendors and partners who might be um, comfortable working from home. And it all brings different kind of uh, uh, challenges. I think that uh, for everyone, it means to accept and be comfortable with, with change. Um, for everyone, it's it's a new um, experience. I don't know, Matthias, how you felt um, the first time <laughs> when um, basically uh, all of the country measures were taken into into place. Um, actually, in Germany, we also had a pretty strict um, in quotas lockdown, right? And uh, Akamai took uh, a conscious um, decision that actually. The functions who can work from home should work from home. That actually continues um, for the remainder of, of of the year. We also have um, suspended and any travel, of course, exceptions can can be made. Uh, but it also brings challenges on how the people are taking it. Right? I mean, I'm in a lucky position um, that uh, with with the family. Uh, we have some space. Um, everyone can go into a room and. To do the work or go for distance learning, um, but there's also colleagues where colleagues have to work at the kitchen table and the whole family needs to be quiet in, in the background, right? Um, so it's certainly um, a big change. Or, um, I mean, my team is highly diverse in terms of uh, locations and I'm used to manage people uh, remotely, but and there's also people who... Um, are now really missing the interaction with with the managers or with with their employees. They're met every day in the office at the coffee machines, had meetings um, um, uh, together. It's certainly a big uh, big challenge. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I fully agree with you, and I think you know we we as as you did, we also 
made our made ourselves in lockdown and of course people had to work from home and i think you know for a period of time that can work and and as long as you have your daily sort of interactions and you're just in the hamster wheel then then most of the things you can do but when it comes to sort of thinking about new stuff to do i think that starts to be a bit problematic doing it uh, over teams or or other any other platform i think you know sometimes you need to have a whiteboard and you need to sit in a room and you need to look at the person you speak to and so on and i think that's where we start to see people now feeling a bit tired of of being at home and now the second wave is coming and you know people don't know when when we can go back to the offices so i think you're right i think that's one of the biggest challenges we've had if we think about your network what what sort of did you have any challenges with your network uh, the performance of the network when traffic was kind of flooding the networks in in march april i mean we are in a lucky position that uh, as i mentioned before uh, Akamai is the edge with over 135,000 servers in 4,000 locations and, and 1,000 uh, cities. Um, we are in a lucky position because we have uh, many, many, many uh, network uh, relationships. And that's uh, what, what we are nurturing within the Internet uh, ecosystem um, as, as, as well. And um, I mean, for sure, we saw a significant traffic increase. Nobody could really have foresee, foreseen. I think that was also in, in the news that actually there was a general traffic increase by 30, 40 percent um, by the pandemic um, in, uh, impact. I think there was also a report from several um, network providers. For example, uh, Vodafone reported a 50 percent surge uh, in Internet uh, traffic. And uh, speaking from an Akamai perspective, and within um, just a four-week period, we saw about a 30% uh, traffic increase uh, in, in Q1. And we also had our biggest uh, peak record in uh, Q1 with 167 terabits uh, per, per second. And then we thought, okay, probably in Q2, traffic is, is slowing down and also with live events uh, being pushed out uh, like uh, WEFA, uh, um, et cetera. Uh, but still in Q2, we saw a series of 100 terabits per second every day. And uh, in Q3, I mean, the trend is basically continuing, uh, mainly driven by video streaming and gaming. Mm -hmm. Um, software software down, downloads. Um, from our experience, actually, of the course of the five uh, past five years, what was once a peak is now um, average, and uh, the peaks they need huge capacity on um, the, the the platform, and this is only possible if you have a wide uh, reach. Mm. I, I know you you probably work with a lot of service providers to help you bring the traffic out to the edge you know did you see did they all perform really well or did you see that some service providers struggled and while others you know lived up during this time of traffic surge certainly it's not uh, always uh, um, easy and uh, yeah, this pandemic impact uh, happened from from one day of um, the the other. That's why it's so important um, that we are working together with um, transparency and in and integrity within the uh, internet uh, ecosystem. That's that's very important. Um, we also know that there was enormous pressure within the internet ecosystem. Um, you probably can recall, uh, Matthias, the European Commission put pressure on OTT providers like Netflix and yeah. other streaming platforms to switch the standard definition during uh, peak times. Yeah. 
Um, and actually, Netflix, um, Amazon Prime, Apple TV, and others reduced their, their video uh, quality. And uh, also within Akamai, we have been working uh, with our um, streaming providers, OTT players, um, to uh, figure out what is the best time. Actually, can we shift um, um, the, the download traffic to um, certain off, off hours? Um, so we have been working very closely with, with our customers and carrier partners to maintain con continuity for, for the, the business. We also had been working with the leading distributors of software, particularly for gaming industry, including Microsoft and Sony, to help manage congestion during peak usage uh, periods. Do you feel you're, you're okay now or sort of? Because if I refer to our network, you know, it, it most likely took us, you know, until sort of September this year when we felt we were back where we should be in terms of the traffic growth. You know, we spent 70% of the CapEx budget already by May and just building and building and building. And then obviously it takes some time to build. And, and it's only the last month where we've felt, you know, we're back where we should be in terms of how much available capacity we need to have in the network to cope with the new norm in, in the network. Are you feeling you're, you're there or do you still build out to be able to cope with the traffic? There's always uh, build outs uh, going on, but at the same time, also the maintenance um, of the existing platform is super important, right? Um, that's where we also had uh, lots of efforts. Uh, I mean, not that it wasn't important in, in, in the past, um, but uh, it needs to have the right balance between that you're building out uh, new capacity, but at the same time, then also maintaining the capacity uh, you have. The more you maintain, then uh, eventually um, you don't need to build out uh, so much uh, a new capacity, right? We also have a very large team who's actually working on the, um, how shall I say, um, efficiency of, of, of the platform with new um, technologies in order to um, deploy new architectures uh, in a faster and more um, efficient way where we can save um, efforts on uh, maintaining um, the platform. So it's almost like a um, life cycle. I mean, the more traffic um, gets online, the more, more business um, private uh, life gets in, in, into the cloud. Uh, we certainly need to build more capacity, but at the same time, it's also a more effort uh, to, to maintain. And this is where we also need to bring operational efficiency um, in, into the game. Thanks everyone for listening. In the next episode, we will continue to talk to Sabine Sittili, so stay tuned until next time. Please also remember the Twitter handle, ConnectivityPod, for updates.